Getting tired of your lunch options? Change it up with Little Caesars Hot and Ready Lunch Combo. Wowee, the winds of change. Get four slices of pepperoni deep, deep dish pizza, plus a 20-ounce drink, now for only four bucks. Goodbye. Where are you going? Little Caesars, obviously. Get the Little Caesars Lunch Combo, now just four bucks, hot and ready, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays. Available at participating locations for a limited time plus tax. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the recaps that we are doing with previous makers that we have talked to on the Makers of Minnesota. Um, Our next guest is Heather Manley. She is the uh, owner of Crooked Water Spirits. She's a serial entrepreneur. She also has an IT group called On Demand, and she makes one of my favorite spices, Heather's Dirty Goodness Original Seasoning that I use in everything. And Heather, last (laughs) time we talked to you was November 8th, 2016. We're sort of personal friends, so I just, I can't believe it's been almost two years since we talked and how much Crooked Water has changed. I know. We have, you know, really in 2016, we were really just trying to get a few products get um, moving, and then 2017 was teaming up for another five products launching, so uh, it's just been a lot of, I mean, it feels like years, and it also feels like minutes. Yeah, exactly. So when we talked last time, you had just gotten into um, the flights at Sun Country, and I know since then, ownership has changed. So you're not still in flight, are you? No, we're not. Uh, we've really pulled off everything local. Yeah, such a bummer. How much, yeah, I don't know how much we even have on there anymore. I know I've got back on to due to, uh, it might have been riots in the streets. <laughs> um, so that's great for them. Uh, but we, uh, we didn't make the cut. They, they wanted a lot of things that we couldn't do and, and really didn't support local. We had, you know, we couldn't donate products. So it right. wasn't a good fit for us. We're just too small to do that at this point. Yeah, no, I understand. And I was just at Certix actually, uh, before this call, buying your pre-made bourbon old-fashioned mix called Manly's. Tell me about how that product came to be because I'm just in love with it. It's spectacular. Thank you. Well, I love throwing parties. And um, one thing I started doing a few years ago was pre-batching. So I would pre-batch my Manhattans and my Old Fashions and a few others. And that way, when people wanted a really beautiful high-end cocktail, I'd already made it a few hours ago and would be able to you know, provide for 20 uh, people uh, a high-quality, like something that I felt really represented my capability but didn't force me to stay in the, in the kitchen the entire time. And what I did and, and why I brought it to market was that there's really nothing out there that is high-quality. And... Um, you know, the difference between maybe an old-fashioned that you might see in the market, because there's a handful of them, um, is that, you know, they, they might use a, a, a really young whiskey. We only use uh, two-year-plus aged bourbon. They'll use a simple syrup, which is that clear mm-hmm. uh, syrup that can be great in some, but really we use Demerara, which is that beautiful Turbino raw sugar um, that has all that kind of added soul to an old-fashioned. Um, some people try to make their own bitters, and I don't pretend to make great bitters. So I actually buy Angostura's by the gallons, and then I also use some local orange bitters in case you don't have an orange. And really, you know, adhering to our principles of innovation, quality, and the experience, we stood by creating a really beautiful high-end old-fashioned. We priced it at forty-four ninety-nine retail, 
um, not what you might see in the market as twenty four ninety nine or sometimes even less. But you can, I mean, it's miles apart in difference in taste. And yeah. I want to make things that I want to drink. It really is. And I, my mother-in-law is 84 and she loves a good old fashioned, but she won't make it herself. So she'll, you know, my husband will make it for her. I'll make it for her. And I bought this for at the beginning of the summer and she just was like crazy about it because she could just make her own drink. Right. I love it. And you know, some of us just don't want to think we just want a damn drink. Yeah. (laughs) When you want it. it, Yes. And give it to me in 15 seconds. And I don't want to get out five ingredients. Oh crap. I'm out of Demerara. I got to make it now. And oh, it might drive enough sugar in the house. Right. So, you know, I, and, and sometimes it can be really intimidating. Some people don't even know what Demerara is and that's okay. You don't need to know. Um, but you know, when I was doing some sampling in Williams Sonoma with our spices, I was mixing original with cream cheese and, this, this woman came up to me, and she was just adorable, and she's like, okay, so I want this recipe. And I go, well, it's original, our original seasoning with whipped cream cheese. It's an eight-ounce packet and one or two tablespoons to taste. And she's like, no, 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 I need to know, like, exactly how many tablespoons and what size of jar. And, and it's really so subjective. It's up to your personal preference. But in her mind, she couldn't wrap her head around uh, the ambiguity of making that, that recipe. Right, right. right. We all we all can kind of really get stuck up in analysis paralysis, and inevitably we just don't make it and go back to our old school ways. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I actually just did a recipe earlier today on a, a program that I'm working on, and I was like, and then you just throw this in and that in, and the person was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I don't know. <laughs> Heather, can you walk me through, this is a strange question, but I want, you are involved in a lot of things. You have an IT company, you have the Heather's Dirty Goodness uh, seasonings, you have Crooked Water Spirit. Can you literally walk me through a regular day, like from when you wake up to when you go to bed? Sure. Yeah, I'm up uh, every morning, probably six forty-five, seven, and then um, I hate the world till about seven thirty, and I get up with a coffee. I'm not a morning person, um, and uh, and then I just kind of hit my stride. I usually get into the office around nine or nine thirty, and the whole day is. I'm a very like, if I was on Adderall or something, I'd probably be like president. I'd be amazingly <laughs> focused, but. My style is I go squirrel, squirrel, squirrel all day, and so I'll have, like, eight screens open. I'll be dancing in and out of, you know, on-demand group is my baby, so that's, uh, I'd say, 70% of my day, and then it is um, crooked water, right? But there's just, you know, but I don't feel guilty about it because then I'm working till usually uh, 9 or 10 at night, and then I'll I'll shut it down, um, whether, and then... You know, Rhett and I will watch Modern Family. There's, you know, no technology in the bedroom. And just so we can kind of just hang out, have a glass of wine and connect. Yep. Um, but uh, if we do watch a movie, I'm always working through it and just trying to get these little teen tasks through and hopefully build, you know, these businesses to the point where I can have additional employees. You know, Crooked Water has one outside of me and several people that are really I'm giving some of their blood, sweat, and tears to help get it off the ground. But this is really, it's hustle time. And it's been like that for about a year and a half. It's really interesting um, to hear you talk about this because I was at a event uh, earlier this week where there were a lot of entrepreneurs and many of them had their 
we'll call it their day job, and then their branded uh, food companies that they're trying to start on their own, and they're like, oh, it's so hard to finish, you know, an eight-hour day at my regular job and then start on my business, my other business. Do you have any advice for entrepreneurs that are, like, trying to do double duty like you? Um, you know, it is it is just a grind and a hustle, but hopefully it pays off, right? I mean, with, with Heather's Dirty Goodness, uh, at, at year five, I was just really, you know, I, I realized there was more opportunity in the business case with Crooked Water, but I had a lot of people that loved Dirty Goodness. So instead of trying to invest and get it to take off, Anderson also, it's a very dominated marketplace. Um, I decided to pull back and I closed down 60 of our stores with Cub and focused only on Kowalski's because they've been a phenomenal partner of mm-hmm. mine. Um, and then online. And that just reduced a lot of the burden. It kept the company alive where I can always come back to it or bring in, you know, if anyone wanted to come in and join me and take and, and take it to another level, I'd welcome that. But I, you just can't do it all, right? right. So then you really got to focus on what can you do now? What is closest to the dollar? What is the lowest hanging fruit? You know, develop that and then move on to the one that has a little bit more um, ramp up to it, right? When you look at other entrepreneurs that are like getting started, do you, what is a mistake that you think they make? Like, do you ever talk to anyone and you're just like, oh man, if you just did it this way? I think a lot of people put hurdles in front of themselves. I and think that. What do you mean by that? Um, you know, I have no shame in my game, and I'll call anyone and ask for a meeting. Um, and uh, I think that a lot of people think that their email or their call won't get answered or they think that nobody like like you know calling whole foods and asking them to carry it and and they don't they don't think that that that's how it works and that you have to maybe struggle at the farmer's market to take off don't um you just have to be um brave enough and um confident enough to hear 50 no's for every yes it's so funny you say that because in this uh, entrepreneur group that I was in, I was talking to a woman who wanted to launch a product, and we talked about it for about 10 minutes, and she was like, I'm working my other job, and I just don't know, and I've been thinking about it for all this time, and I looked at her, and I just said, because I literally had just met her, I said, you know, we're not really friends yet, but we will be friends, <laughs> so please take this in the spirit as someone who would be your friend. I said, you need to work on your self-confidence. Because mm-hmm. all I'm hearing from you is all of the reasons you can't do something, and I'm not hearing enough of how you could. And unless you work through that with your squad or your family or whoever you need to work through that with, you're going to be walking into these doors, and you're just not going to be mentally armed on how to be prepared. Right. And and if you if you don't feel confident and you aren't exuding passion and um you know, fake it till you make it totally. um, uh, attitude, it's not going to actually transcend to the buyer. Like with Kowalski, is, I didn't even, I, I went in there and I had such great support from the director of operations, but she only helped me figure out how to do it. And when I went back to her, she's like, oh, no, no, hon, I'm not the one that buys it. Go to the manager. Right. Um, and I went to the head manager and I didn't have more than one jar available. I had one jar, and the only the only reason the jar looked actually done is because I had a sample proof that I was able to stick onto the jar, but I didn't even have anything produced. And I wow. went in there acting like I had a warehouse full of spices, 
and that these were the best Sam spices he's ever had. And then even standing by it, right, he then on the spot gave me the order for all the stores, but he'd never tried it. So I actually declined the order, and I said, I want to know that you and your team love it and support it, so I want you all to try it first, however you want to, on your off time, and then confirm the order. And what was really cool is that not only did they do that, they gave me back some uh, feedback that actually made me adjust. Like, for instance, my rosemary from longer cuts to, to very fine so it didn't poke people in the teeth once right. it was cooked. But it was just, you know, it was, it was really ensuring that they had my back because anyone can get a first order. What really matters are the reorders. That is so true. And some of the things that you as the maker stress out over, like, um, you know, whether it's going to be in glass packaging or plastic packaging, like some of that, by the time you get to the buyer level, they tell you how they want it. They tell you what they yes. need, right? Yeah. And you actually, my business, like one of my learning lessons with dirty goodness is I should have gone um, and I should have sat back and really thought, well, not only do I want Kowalski's to carry me, but who else? Like Target and Cub. But you know what? Cub consumers aren't necessarily going to spend $12 or whatever I would like I had eight ounce jars that were plastic they're mm-hmm. not going to spend over $10 on a jar like a Kowalski's consumer would and so that's how that's why we actually went from uh, I think it was eight ounce jars to four ounce jars mm-hmm. because then I could hit more stores at a reasonable price point than um, hitting just the high end because that is not a scalable business there's not enough of them out there right right and it's funny because you wouldn't learn that until after you've kind of been down the road. So I love that you share this story with me because other people listening to this podcast that maybe are a few years behind you can maybe get some benefits of your wisdom. Um, Heather, how do you stay like inspired? Like, do you listen to podcasts? Do you read Fast Company? Do you watch television? What do you do? Oh, I am the worst, Stephanie. <laughs> I don't read and I don't watch TV. So how do you, do you just, I mean, is that because you don't have time and you just work? Yeah, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of TV. I don't like sitting in one spot unless I'm building something, right? Mm -hmm. So what inspired me is like with Crooked Water, we just got, like we are selling these holiday packs that are three 200 mils of our bourbons and our mayonnaise old fashioned for this holiday because we just slayed it last year with, with launching it in November with Manly's Old Fashioned. And, uh, you know, and just hustling through, we went from thinking we had 140 cases to we sold over 400. Um, and things wow. like that inspire me. Like, it, it is a constant. So I constantly think failure is right around the corner every day. I think it's all going to end tomorrow. And that's what keeps pushing me. But then the orders like that, and we opened 80 stores in Arizona with Safeway um, with our Sundog Gin. Those kind of things are daily affirmations that... Uh, I'm creating things that people want um, and inspiring me to continue going forward. Keep going, yeah. We're, we're really in the beginning phase. Like, I haven't taken a cent out of my company since I started it. It's all reinvest. So I'm still really hungry. I'm still really exhausted. I'm still in the full hustle. And I hope next year we can not only add another employee, but um, have some sort of profit at the end of the year where we can invest in either new products or yeah, growing our our barrel program. Well, Heather, it's been great to catch up with you. I can't believe two years have gone by. I encourage everybody to buy your products. You have the vodka, you you. have the sundog gin, you have the 
Yeah, um, we have nine products now. God, what is the Navy Strength Gin? Is that? It? So we have um, the Vodka Simple, then we have uh, H Vodka Low Grand. We have the Sundog, which is New American Citrus Gin. We have a Biff, which is like the Baldy London Dry. Mm-hmm. We have a Quad Cask Finish Apple Brandy. We have a Smoked Bourbon Old Hell. We have a Port Cask Finish Bourbon Kings Point, and then we have Regatta Rye, which is a um, multi-year aged rye that we put in rum casks from Barbados, and then we have Manly's Old Fashioned. Okay, I don't think I've had your rye, so I'm going to have to it's check just, that out. It's just launched. I was actually going to do a blog on it today. Okay, well, we will look for that. <laughs> Where can we find your blog, Heather? Um, crookedwaterspirits.com slash news. All right. Well, thank you for catching us up to date. We will talk yeah. with you soon. Thanks so much, Steph. Thanks, Heather. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. In the base itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.